Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Successful Mentalist podcast. My name is Aidan O'Sullivan and I'm joined by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Ashley Green. Hello, all of my lovely listeners. That was weird, but we'll roll with it. Uh, in this episode, it's better than last. Uh, it's better than last episode, mate. Where I didn't even say anything, so uh, it's a massive improvement today. Well, we've actually got words from him. Um, it's a miracle in and of itself. But um, today we're talking about something that's uh, really quite interesting because it can be sort of covered in a, a lot of different ways. And we're going to explore just a few of them today. But as you guessed by the title, today we're actually talking about fear, and we're going to give some tips and, and thoughts on actually how to overcome the fear, why we've got the fear in the first place, and also what types of fear that we've got. So um, stay tuned for everything fear. And no, we're not talking spiders. No, 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 no. This is, this is a mentalism podcast, mate. We ain't going off that weird. Although with my brain, we might do today. So who knows what's going to come out of my mouth. But, you know, fear is an interesting one. Because, like you say, you can break it down into different areas. And, for example, like the, the first bit I want to touch on, I think the fear of the community and the fear of differentiating yourself and the fear of doing uh, something which no one's done before. Like in the community at the moment, we have so many people that are saying you must do magic like this. You must do mentalism like this. You must perform it like this. You must do all the certain moves like that. And I think that sometimes people worry to actually present stuff differently because they're worried about getting judged by what would be more, I guess, in their mind, more experienced seasoned pros. I completely agree. I think there's lo- there's lots of ways in the in the community that I've personally found that there's like these restrictions or this, this level of fear of actually doing things your own way and and doing what you want to do. And I think straight off the bat, there's going to be a recurring theme throughout the entirety of this episode, and that is literally do what you want in the way that you want to do it. Like this is going to be the advice for pretty much everything. But um, in terms of the community stuff, because magic has sort of so radically shifted in terms of the the tricks and the methods that we're using so much nowadays, along with that, we haven't really had the chance to speed up our presentations. Our, Our presentations haven't accelerated in the same way that the tricks and the methods that we've got available to us now have. And that means that for the most part, we're stuck on the same sorts of ways that everybody thinks we're stuck on the same ways of presenting routines like i genuinely don't remember the last time we had a new plot introduced to the mentalism world i genuinely think the most recent addition to the mentalism world in terms of or, or magic for that matter the most recent plot realistically probably metal bending like spoon bending now like, i genuinely don't think there's been anything since that that has allowed a new segment of magic and now i might be wrong I don't know if you've got any other ideas on that. No, 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 no. I 
again, like you say, I I don't know of any new plots, any new presentations, any any differences in the way we perform it. You know, when it comes to mentalism, especially, I feel that we tend to get categorized in two areas. Like we must do this. <laughs> I mean, me and Aiden are the example of this, but we go into why we chose our kind of approaches and that. But like when people say mentalism and break it down. How do you read minds? It's either, oh, you must do it like a psychological performer or you must do it as a psychic performer. And there's no in between. And this comes up to something we mentioned in the uh, in, in one of our previous episodes where people say to be a credible mentalist, you can't do card tricks because your audience will see everything else as tricks. Like we said a while ago, that's complete BS. You can you can do what you want with this stuff and you don't have to stick with just being a psychic performer. You don't have to stick with just being a uh a psychological performer you can you can do what you want you can drift off in different tangents and heck if you wanted to combine both of them that might work for you hi guys it's ashley here i just want to quickly interrupt this podcast just to say one little thing if you do enjoy the podcast that we are currently putting out at the successful mentalist do us a favor and make sure to subscribe it will honestly help us out it will mean the world it will help with our stats and rankings which mean that we're then shown to more magicians and mentalists around the world and we want to try and help as many people as possible with these podcasts so honestly if you could subscribe it would mean the absolute world to us anyway back to the podcast like we we do get stuck in these ways of thinking and it's weird i want to ask you a question though why do you feel we get stuck in old roots of uh, ways of thinking why do you feel that we don't have the confidence to change the direction of magic and change our own paths and do the things which might be more rewarding for us as entertainers and mentalists and magicians. I think it's a community bias and not just from our own perspective, but also from the lay people's perspective. Like you could probably name like on the 10 fingers that you've got on your hand, you could probably count the main effects that are incredibly commercial uh, weddings and corporate events right now for the average like magician realistically just to reel off a few like the ambitious card it's a go-to for most magicians double cross it's a go-to for most magicians like there's a select number of tricks that everybody does because it's commercial so there's actually a lot of pressure from the outside world the lay people's world they want to know they want stuff that's good and that works and as a result of that it means that we kind of get boxed in trying to tick all of the boxes of what we believe is commercial and and we get funneled in but i wanted to talk quickly about something known as the banister effect have you heard of this ashley i've not no so the banister effect was uh, well, it's kind of coined after roger banister the guy who broke the four minute mile it was actually coined after him because in the, the years building up in the decades even building up to roger banister breaking the four minute mile there was very slow progress in terms of the fastest time to run the mile. It was going up by fractions of a second, like half a second every year or every few years. Somebody would beat it by a little bit until Roger Bannister broke it and smashed it completely and hit the four minute mile. And what happened after he broke the four minute mile, so many people were able to do it. Like the four minute mile was, was it easy? And the idea behind that was that as a, as a community and as a species, realistically, we'd had these sort of limitations 
thrown on us and and that was a result of well nobody can run the four minute mile it's impossible but then roger bannister did it and it broke all of those limitations and suddenly everyone's like, well one person's done it like why can't i do it and i think that directly applies to the world of magic in that we don't actually know what those limitations are stopping us from doing what we want and all of those kind of things and finding the new plots and finding the new presentations we don't really know what that is yet but we're also afraid to try we're scared of doing something different out of fear it might not be accepted like rejection is a huge thing that i'm sure we'll talk about in a minute but i genuinely feel that as soon as we start doing things that we want to and presenting things in the way that we want to and trying new effects in the way that we want to as a community we're going to like essentially feel the banister effect we're going to have this everybody like creativity will go through the roof as soon as a few people start doing it and start sharing that and i'm not saying we should just go out and be creators because i don't think that's the way instead i think that we owe it to our art form magic mentalism mind reading we'll call it what you like but i think that as soon as we overcome those barriers and those those fears of not knowing what we should be doing we're going to see a radical change in the whole industry. That's brilliant. I, I've heard of similar examples with elephants and chains and that, um, but that's uh, where they, they chain an elephant and then as it grows up, it gets used to the uh, the chain and then they can just tie it and then they think it's still a chain and can't escape. But people can look into that. But that's a brilliant thing. Like people see the limitations well, they don't, or they don't see the limitations and it kind of holds them back. And then as soon as one person breaks it, they can go forward. And I think as well that, yes, there are limitations that you don't see, but there's also limitations on po imposed on us, like people telling us we can't do certain things. And, and that's what's ho holding us back. And, you know, a classic example is when I go out and perform, like I do things which are, you know, are, are weird like really weird but it works and I've now found that when I go out and perform my weird sets my weird routines and do weird psychic stuff that me as a weirdo does my audiences love it but that's only come from experimenting and actually just going out and just having the the kind of courage to try something new and and try something and yeah I've done plenty of things sometimes where I've gone out and I performed and it's just flopped and it's been the worst thing in the world. But the fact that I've had the courage to go out there and try something has enabled me to just break through and have something really unique to me, which I, I love. I'm passionate about. I love doing it. And because I love doing it, my audience loves seeing it and participate in it as well. You know, I think that's a really important point, especially in the world of sort of presentations is that we, we hold ourselves back and we, we get nervous about putting our, our new character out there. Like you want to break free from either the psychological or the psychic, but you don't know how, but you've got an idea and you don't want to share it because you're scared. And you're scared because you've got this fear of, oh, what if people don't, what if people don't like it? What if people won't like it? Oh my gosh, I might be wasting my time and I might be, might be making myself look like an idiot. Well, first things first, you're there to entertain them. So providing you can at least give them some form of mild satisfaction, you have done your job regardless of the character. Remember that all the time. But the no one, no one will like it. As of 2018, there was over 7.5 billion people on the planet. And that's only gone through the roof over the last few years. 
I find it highly unlikely that there is not at least a large group of that 7.5 billion that don't like what you're about to share. And besides, what else is there to not share? Like, share everything. Share everything. Do this character. Do take your own path. Why? Because in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. And I think what you'll find more rewarding, and again, this is, I know exactly what we've done. We've pushed our own sort of characters and our own twists on things, and we're always doing that, because that's what's most rewarding to us. And I think you need to look a little bit more towards what do you want to do, which we've spoken about countless times on the podcast and in our ebooks and coaching sessions. Like, you name it, we've mentioned it. You've got to do what you want to do, and you've got to do what you want to sort of do to enjoy, and what do you enjoy the most Find all of those things, do that, because if you're accurately showing that you're enjoying this, your audience is naturally going to become sort of more receptive to it, and they're more likely to enjoy it. Exactly. Well, people can pick up on like your body language. If you don't enjoy what you do, then your audience aren't, because we know that a lot of communication is via body language. It's what I was saying in the Bleeding Hand Stick lecture, um, which we done the other day. But... Uh, I know that some listeners of this podcast are going to be sat there and saying, that's all well and great, and Aidan's made some incredible points there, and okay, out of those billions of people, there's going to be a small handful that love what I do, no matter how strange or weird it might be. But I just don't have that confidence to go out and do it. Like I'm, I still have that fear, that inner fear. For me, going out and performing and, and testing this new stuff and testing and elaborating on what I do, like going out and and just finding out if something works or not i don't care if it flops i don't care if i go out and have a horrible time because at the end of the day i'm still alive like what's the worst that can happen if i do some weird routine and someone goes uh yeah thanks but we've had enough of that now like that's it you know what i mean like move on we as humans we all do this we always overthink you know, we overthink a scenario and it's like, oh, oh, it's and going outside of your comfort zone. It could be so daunting, so difficult, but yet it's so easy at the same time, because the only thing holding you back, the only limitations are yourself and your thoughts. And I know you've got some fantastic points on this because it's what you love saying and doing. Well, this is it. It's I think the easiest way to overcome any of these limitations is quite simply to find out what those limitations are and tackle them head on like your growth lies outside your comfort zone exactly as you said there and what's the worst that could happen as you said what's the worst that could happen you go and do a routine with a weird character they either enjoy it they mildly enjoy it they had an experience that they're going to remember hey they're going to have an experience that they don't remember Either way, it really doesn't matter. But what's important is that you've learned from that experience. Whether you've actively come away thinking, okay, I could tweak this, and okay, that I think there's something there, or sc scrapping it entirely. Either way, you've got to come out of this and actually fully appreciate that the, every experience is a learning experience, and you've got to push yourself out there. Jim Quick has the, a great quote, which I think has gone around a few places, but it's quite simply, if you fight for your limitations you get to keep them. If you fight for your limitations, you get to keep them. And if I'm perfectly honest, I don't really want my limitations. So I'm not fighting for them, more I'm fighting against them. 
And in this case, it's overcoming like performance anxiety, for example, like that nerve of going and performing for a group. Remember, you are the artist, you are the entertainer, you are the performer, you are the event professional. And I say that, I mean that, you are the event professional. Whether you've done one event or a million events, you've done more entertainment opportunities than the average person, especially in magic or mentalism, which classes you as an expert because you're more knowledgeable than other people, right? So accept that. Just go out and, and genuinely just do it. Like I've got this Shia LaBeouf gif. Blooming, just do it. Like, you're just looking at me blankly there as if you don't know what I'm talking about. The listeners will know. Uh, I, that's it. And if you are listening and you do know the gif, please use that gif on all of our social media posts. Just spontaneously, just do it. Well, that's going to be a weird week for us. Thanks, Aiden. But yeah, like the fear of performing. I hear it so many times with people. And it's so true. Just go out and just do it. Like, what's the worst that's going to happen? Like, the chances are as well, not only are you an expert, like you say, but the chances are you're good. You're really, really good at one specific thing. And that specific thing, whatever it might be, you're better at doing it or knowing about it than me or Raiden or anyone else in the world or in the world even. Like, I I understand why people get this fear when they go out and perform. I really do understand that because I used to really fear going out and perform. Like, when I started at my residency, I, I used to drive there and I was like, oh my gosh. But when I got there, I realised I'd have so much fun. It's something that I actually really enjoy doing. And there was actually nothing to be scared of. And the amount of times I've done shows and people walk out, like, isn't that a nightmare? Isn't that like a big fear? Or like when you're doing shows, like what, what happens if people walk out? Like they've done that in my shows. But if anything, it's just given me thicker skin. Like I, I don't care. I could stand up on a stage and I could do a trick knowing that it's going to go wrong. And I just don't care. And like, because I know that nothing bad's going to happen. The only trick I do worry about, on the other hand, is doing smash and stab, because then if you do that wrong, something bad will happen. So that's the only one I do worry about. <laughs> uh, yeah, stay away from smash and stab is my advice. I don't really like the plot um, unless you're using it. No, I'm not even going to suggest it. I really just don't like the plot. But that's a discussion for another time, I'm sure. Maybe we should do an all about the tricks on smash and stab and see if we can actually find a good way of doing smash and stab. What a challenge. There's a challenge. If you guys want to see that, let us know and we will do our best to not slice our fingers apart that was another weird tangent well that's two in one episode love it but going back to the sort of point i think what's important about understanding that sure people might not like it and just to get back on topic i think this kind of links to something that we heard luke jamay talk about i think it was in one of his minds lectures a few years ago but the idea is that he like luke doesn't try and impress everybody it's not about that, because if you try and make everybody happy and you try and entertain everybody, you're going to end up feeling miserable. You're not going to feel comfortable doing what you're doing because you're just trying to be a people pleaser all of the time. And again, both me and Ashley have been there. We've tried to entertain everybody and it just doesn't work. The easiest way to do that is to just stay a little bit flexible in your routines, which I think we've spoken about before. If not, expect an episode on that at some point. But the idea from Luke was that he doesn't try to 
please everybody because he knows that the people who are interested in his character and his performance and his style of performing, they will naturally gravitate towards him. Call it law of attraction or whatever the heck you like. I don't believe in that personally. But this idea that you put you, what you want out there, that audience or the, the target audience will eventually get to that point. They'll gravitate towards you because that's what they're interested in. That's what they're actively looking for. That's what they're trying to find. And if you can be what those people are trying to find, then that's great. Like niche down and don't be afraid of having this really weird, psychotic, creepy character. Enter Ashley Green, mind reader. <laughs> that was a joke. Oh, I don't know. Or even on the other hand, the uh, some weirdly upbeat, funny, psychological character that might have kids pied. I don't know. In other words, but that bit, the that bit there was just me teeing Ashley up to give me a compliment, and it worked perfectly. So uh, thanks for that. But yeah, don't be afraid to niche down and, and do what it is that you want to do, because I promise there is an audience out there for that. It might take a little bit of time to find them. Sure, that's that's fine. That's going to happen anyway. It's going to take you a little while to find clients and to find people who want to book you or buy tickets to your shows or watch you perform anyway. So why not just use that waiting time to your advantage by doing what you want and what you're good at? And kind of dispelling all of the the fear of rejection from the get-go you know niching down is something that is often spoken about in business all the time like trying to please the whole world is so hard to niche down so why not do that in your performance and like you say if people can come along who like you then then you're in like you're gonna win but the thing is when it comes down to it you are your own person you can do whatever the hell you want to do just because someone from a community is telling you not to do something just because you're scared about your audience like it doesn't matter you can do whatever you want to do you don't need to have that fear you don't need to have that worry and like especially like we said right at the beginning of this podcast the fear of the community or the limitations that are surrounding you if you've got someone telling you advice and like proper saying you should do this you shouldn't do this my advice to you now and you can take this or leave it is to quite simply take what you think is relevant and kind of ignore what you don't think like pick and choose you don't have to when someone presents you with advice is what i'm trying to say when someone presents you with something you don't have to absorb all of it you don't have to use all of it you can just take a little bit or you can just reject it and go on a different path it's entirely down to you well this is what we've spoken about before on the podcast and it's one of the huge things that we want you guys that are listening to us on all of these episodes which if you've listened to all of them and you're up to date huge thanks for that but you don't have to agree with everything that we're saying. And if anything, I would rather you didn't. Because if our entire audience agreed with everything that we're saying, we're going to eventually, the more we put out there, you're going to niche yourselves down in a similar way and you're going to end up being clones of each other accidentally. So instead, if you try and find your own way of thinking, take what you like, ditch what you don't, but make sure that you've got a reason for everything. Like if there's a piece of advice that we shared in this specific episode that you really resonated with great ask yourself i really like that advice i'm going to start doing that but why am i going to start doing that uh, getting to the grips of why do i want that specific specific piece of advice or why don't i want that specific piece of advice you're going to really easily and sort of streamline 
your approach to finding your character, your performance style, your business attitude, your mindset, your approach to everything. And it's just about going with that intention of, okay, this is my decision because. And at that point, when you start becoming more comfortable in your own decisions, which is all this is, it's a decision-making process. When you become more comfortable about making these decisions, suddenly you're going to become naturally more confident in your own ability to make decisions and to go out and perform. Because you're ticking off all of these little yeses as you're going along. Like you can be certain that this close-up routine or this specific stage show or this stage performance is going to be an absolutely fantastic show because it ticks all of the boxes. You've done it completely intentionally. You've set all of the parameters based on your own interests, your own wants, your own desires, your own needs. And you're only going to come out of this positive. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. People need to start, I guess, breaking out of the mould, to be quite honest, and, and start exploring new options. And I want to say like the reason why we've put this podcast out today is because we know there is a real problem. There is a real problem with magicians and mentalists and all of that at the moment. And that's that there's too many copycats. There's too many people feeling restricted. And I think it does boil down to that fear. And that's why we've titled this episode about fear. It's a fear to break free. It's a fear to do what you want. Exactly that. I think it's in terms of a creative perspective as well. Like We've just got these, whether we address them as fear or just limitations or just I'm not sure where to begin. I think it all stems from that externally pressured fear, if you like, that it's all come from the environment that we're in, both in the community and as like from lay people and all of the different approaches because we don't know any other way and i think part of the growth comes from or the part of the limitation sorry comes from the fear of the unknown we don't know what we're going to create we don't know what character we create uh, capable of creating we don't know what we are capable of performing as we genuinely don't know what we are capable of overall like there's no possible way of us knowing and i think that's where the important bit is that fear of the unknown tackle that and in fact i challenge you not you ashley but the listeners i challenge everybody that's listening to this episode the next time that you're performing creating writing thinking of anything to do with magic mentalism i want you to do this with intention give yourself the reasons why and make sure that you're doing it because you enjoy it because you believe in it and because this is going to represent you and your beliefs in the absolute best light. I challenge you all to do that. Me and Ashley will be doing the same. We'll be putting social posts out. So do check out on social media like for that and let us know. Because we really want you guys to be able to take away and take action on this. Wow. I don't know how to follow up on that. I challenged them, Ashley. I challenged our listeners. Is this the first time we've challenged them? I think it is. I think it is. But you... You say such a huge point there and I want to see the results. Is there anything that we can do to help people that might be struggling with this process? So Aiden, like people who might be there and they might need a helping hand when it comes to overcoming fear, overcoming like the fear of rejection, the fear of breaking into new grounds. If, if they are starting this challenge that you've now spontaneously set them, is there anything that we can do to help them out? It's funny you mentioned that. And I think we're incredibly passionate about helping you. I mean, you'll see on our website that 
our main mission is quite simply to improve the quality of life for all magicians across the globe through our resources, our teaching and everything that we can do. So in order for us to do that, we want to hear from you. And we're actually offering sort of coaching opportunities. We're offering you the opportunity to literally book a free discovery call, sort of 15, 20 minutes on our website. You can literally just talk to us about anything and we'll book you in with a coaching session. And the idea with these sessions is that you'll get both of us tackling a specific issue, problem that you're facing in your business, in your character development, in your performances, like whatever it is for you, we're going to give you specific tailor-made actionable advice. And we're also going to hold you accountable. Like this isn't just a, you buy a quick, buy a quick coaching call and then that's it. We move on. We're not here for the cash. It's like, we're here to see radical transformations in everything that you're doing. So to, to find out about all of these opportunities and get more information, uh, just head over to our website, thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash coaching. Equally, you can just check the show notes and you'll be able to click the link and go straight there. Easy as that. There we are. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's episode. I hope you've taken something away from it and I hope it's uh, as well given you maybe that inspiration or that just kind of positive feeling within that you might have needed to go out there and break into new grounds or new areas. We'll see you next week. But like always, we do have a special guest coming on the podcast. You might have seen him on Instagram. He's not a mentalist, but he has some incredible thoughts, which you are going to absolutely love. Like, all right, guys, I know I say this every single podcast and I say this episode is truly the greatest, but I believe like next week's episode is going to be incredible. The guy on Instagram is at slightly obsessed. You might have heard of him. He's known as Andrew Frost. He does some amazing card magic, but what you probably don't know is he has some beautiful ways of thinking. The actual behind the scenes, what goes on in his brain. And that's what we're going to do a complete deep dive into so we're not going to be talking about his amazing card history and his amazing card tricks we're going to be talking about the stuff within the stuff that's right at the back of his brain that really really useful knowledge which you guys are going to be able to take away and immediately apply to anything honestly the the level of depth is insane like this is probably if not my absolute favorite easily in my top three episodes of all of our podcasts so far the the stuff that andy shares is incredible i mean i'm looking at the show notes now and We've literally, we break down what is good magic. Andy also teaches you how to fool lay people and magicians. So if either of that sounds of interest, then you're going to want to listen to the episode. And there, oh, there's just so much in there. It's a really deep episode. You're going to want a notepad and pen because there is some value bombs absolutely shared in here and you're going to love it. So with that in mind, we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. 
Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz, and we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.